Our first reading for this, the celebration of the first Sunday after Christmas, as well as New Year's Eve, is from the 61st chapter of Isaiah. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall exult in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself like a priest with a beautiful headdress, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the earth brings forth its sprouts, and as a garden causes what is sown in it to sprout up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to sprout up before all the nations. For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not be quiet, until her righteousness goes forth as brightness, and her salvation as a burning torch. The nations shall see your righteousness, and all the kings your glory, and you shall be called by a new name that the mouth of the Lord will give. You shall be a crown of beauty in the hand of the Lord, and a royal diadem in the hand of your God. Our second reading is from the fourth chapter of Galatians. When the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. Our third reading is from the second chapter of Luke. When the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, Mary and Joseph brought Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him, and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. And his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign that is opposed. And a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin, and then as a widow until she was 84. She did not depart from the temple, worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. And coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak of him to all who are waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. And when they had performed everything according to the law of the Lord, they returned into Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. 
And the child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. Grace, mercy, and peace to all of you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Ever since the fall into sin, we humans have had a strained relationship with God the Father. If you have ever had challenging relationships in your home with other family or friends, then you can imagine just a little bit the strained relationship God has had with us humans ever since Adam and Eve. Ever since that fall into sin, we humans have failed to live up to our end when it comes to God the Father. We say we will do what God wants, but then we don't. We say we will try harder, but then we fail. In fact, you can almost say that this relationship between God and man became so strained that man basically packed up their bags and moved out of God's house. You could say that every adult, teenager, and child in this world became a runaway, left God, and chose to live a life following their own desires and their own will. Our relationship with God the Father is broken so badly that no one can fix it. And God the Father didn't even know what to do with us anymore. What on earth is God the Father supposed to do with a bunch of wayward children who like to do what is wrong, who don't always seek God first in their lives, and they go back on their promises as soon as they come out of their mouths? What on earth should God do with us? God the Father had a decision to make about each and every one of us. And this was a hard decision. Does he give all of us what we deserve for being sinners? Does he just go ahead and give us all death and give all of us hell? That is what we deserve. That is what we've earned. What should God do with each and every one of us? God the Father had a hard decision to make. Sending every person to hell would be easy. God could do that, and he would be justified in doing that. But God did not want to do that. As wayward as we have been, he still loves us. As much as we break our promises to God, God doesn't want to break his promises to us. As often as we go back on our word to him, God doesn't want to go back on his word to you. As much as we might not think about God, he can't stop thinking about you. As much as we might ignore his word, he can't stop speaking his words to you. As often as wayward children do what is wrong, he always wants to do what is right for you. As much as we may ignore him throughout our days, he can't stop thinking about you. So what should God do with us? God the Father knows what he could do with us. Hell is the easy route. There was something else God could do. God could save us. And that's what God chose to do today. 
Today, we are still celebrating the season of Christmas, as well as New Year's Eve. And today is such a special day. Because today we still remember that 2,000 years ago, God was born in human flesh. And he was born in human flesh for a good reason. As St. Paul wrote to the church in Galatia in our epistle reading today, he said this. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. We were a mess when Jesus was born in this world, filled with sin, filled with disobedience filled with a love of sinning if we were honest with ourselves and then Jesus God in the flesh came to save us from ourselves living a life in perfect obedience to his heavenly father Jesus did that not just for himself Jesus did that for you he did it for me and he gave himself as a perfect substitute For every adult, teenager, and child in this world. He did that for you. So that Jesus could stand between us and our Heavenly Father. And ask God the Father not to hold anything against us ever again. But instead to forgive us. To accept all of us. To receive us as children of God. Once again. I don't know if any of you ever ran away when you were younger. I don't know if any of you are adopted. I don't know if any of you have been separated from your biological family for a whole host of reasons. But when it comes to our Heavenly Father, we are all separated, all runaways, all orphan children by birth. But not anymore. Thanks to Christ, you have now been adopted by God the Father. Every single one of you have been adopted by God the Father because of what Jesus Christ has done for you in your place. Today we're still celebrating the season of Christmas as well as New Year's Eve. A time when we're looking ahead into our future year. And I don't think there is a better day than today than to remember that God the Father has declared you to be his adopted child, all because of what Jesus has done for you. This is what the season of Christmas is all about. We remember that God loved you so much that he sent his only begotten son into the world, in the flesh, so that you could become adopted. And if you are an adopted child of God, then you are also an heir of all the wonderful blessings of God the Father, including the greatest everlasting life. That's a great way for us to remember the Christmas season and to also look ahead to our new year. We remember every day of this coming year that we have been adopted. 
fully accepted by God the Father, all because of the work of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And now may the peace of our God, which surpasses our understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.